0: fun to see how soon it takes for us to die against a good bot (laughs) if i want to take my wife and kids of which i have three uh not wives kids i have one wife Um, (laughs) all the wives (laughs) i am bill (laughs) peck hello everybody and welcome back to the retro rents retro gaming podcast this is our fifty-ninth episode and I am Al. I'm Nick. Hey. So yes, it's been another couple of weeks between shows. Um I had some things going on uh in the work front. Uh, everything is fine. Uh so that's good. But it was it was a little little touch and go, um, with just some of the shifts happening and people leaving and uh, yada yada yada. It kinda had me uh, in doubt so that was kind of weighing on my mind just because uh, you know working where I do is, it's still the best fucking job I've ever had in my life I just want to find a way to like stay here and nobody realizes I'm not as amazing as I th- they think or, <laughs> or maybe I just don't have a high opinion of myself at least stay here till I retire you know so uh... <clears throat> but yeah that all worked out well uh, I'm in you know much better spirits i was gonna try to do last week with uh nick but it was just like i'm just gonna be a fucking bummer like i got too much on my mind like <laughs> i just couldn't do it man
1: yeah you got you got to take care of yourself sometimes you know if you're not in the right mindset then it's good to call it off
0: yeah so i mean things are much better i'm feeling much better and uh yeah what you uh what you've been doing what you've been been playing so,
1: a whole bunch of stuff, I, I think, since since last time. Uh, I I did finally, uh, you told me to check out Northgard. I, I stuck my head into that. That was a fun what little RTS. Out, I bought it for you. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You bought it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, um, but I did check it out. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat little... It's like, a, I don't know, it, it, it's an RTS, but it, it's it's kind of a little bit of a different format to it. Yeah. Because uh, you have to take over territories cool. and, you know, there, there's all these, like, legends and whatnot that you're facing as well.
0: Yeah, it adds some really interesting twists to, like, a Warcraft 3 style RTS. Yes. Um, I love the idea, like, you have to send scouts out to new territories in order for you to build... Like houses, so that you can actually like build on that area. And then each area, you can only have so many buildings. Uh, and you can do some upgrades that'll raise that limit, but it's yeah. like, but it's like, it forces you to expand. You can't just kind of sit turtle.
1: Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, tr- yeah, it's like, you can't do the traditional things of an RTS where it's like, Oh, as long as I have the materials, I'm just gonna like you know mega grow my base and just you know expand out from there. It's like no, like yeah, like I said, there's li- you're you're limited to what you can build in the territory. In order to expand, you have to go into surrounding territories and hopefully you know the the uh, you know have a faction there already and things like that.
0: Yeah, shit, we should have made this the the game of the month. We'll have to play a game of this because I'm still. <clears throat> I was going through some tutorials, um, watching videos, because I, I haven't really gotten into an RTS, <clears throat> goodness, uh, in a very long time. Uh, I've been more a fan of like the Total War games, um, which I played this week. I'll get into that in a bit. Um, but this is really the first RTS that I've gotten into where it's like, all right, you know, this is, this is different. This is fun. It does some really neat things. With the genre and with the formula, and what I love about it is there are a bunch of factions. Uh, It's basically all different kinds of Viking factions. There's not really any different races that I can remember.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like tribes, and you know the tribes like have different
0: clan and the, and the yeah, yeah. clan. Yeah, 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 and they each uh, have different traits and different bonuses that facilitate a certain style of play. So it's like there is a faction that if you want to. uh, get tons of resources coming in i think that's the bear that's who i usually play like you have to you basically have to play to your faction strength in order to gain an advantage and they all play very differently there are some that play wildly different and i'm not even going to touch them until i'm i'm really i got a strong handle on the game but there's so many neat layers to that like the whole exploring ruins and the the benefits or detriments uh you can get there it's just uh the seasons too i didn't want to forget that did you did you play long enough to go through a winter
1: uh yeah yeah like yeah there's like you (sighs) know there's there's kind of like these where you have to actually like store goods enough to survive the winter as
0: well yeah you got to store enough wood and enough food keep your people warm now you if you got a good see that's the thing i like about playing uh, i think it's the bear clan is that we're able to we have certain bonuses, and the winter penalties don't hurt us as much. To where I can actually have a wood surplus coming in uh, if I build out right, which would give me a significant advantage over other factions come springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also a slow-building faction, so it's one of those like I need that winter to kind of get get on really, you know, my feet ready for some some raiding. <laughs> But yeah, Northgard is very fun. Um, it's just very good. It's not a buggy game or anything. Like I never ran into any bugs. Yeah, it was very solid. Was solid, solid production. And yeah, I look forward to playing that with you one night, man. It would be really fun to see how soon it takes for us to die against a good bot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good shit. Yeah. Uh, so well,
1: uh, playing that, uh, been heavily getting into SnowRunner. Uh... I hate you, dude. Yeah, that is is such a fun game. Like, it is so chill and just like so addictively fun.
0: So this shithead mentions this to me on the last (laughs) count, and I do what I normally do, which is, oh, I'm just gonna run out and buy that so I can play it. And uh, I did, and not only did I play the hell out of it, I find out one of the TPMS I work with, he's got it, and he (laughs) oh, and like. We're already practicing. He wants to do a stream, and all we're gonna do is talk in trucker lingo because we both grew up in a time where, we're like, my dad had a CB. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So like, ah, breaker, breaker, good buddy. Got a nice mud pit back there on the '57. <laughs> it's uh, it's such a bizarre game in that it's it's the most chill and can be the most frustrating.
1: Oh, um, oh yeah, you're like yeah. There, there, there's highs and lows to it all over the place and. Uh, I've been actually trying to do it uh, so there's an unofficial hardcore mode to try and, you know, approach things. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, and basically, like, it doesn't, you know, basically the, the key is um, oh, when cute. you bring up your menu, menu is to not recover. So, I'm saying
0: no rescue or no recover. I'm-
1: exactly. So if you lose a truck, you got to bring another one out to try and fix the problem. And, you know, hopefully you don't lose that one in the process. So that makes it so much more fun because it, it's so easy to like, oh, you topple over and, and you get stuck. It's like, okay, I'll just recall and try it again, which which is nothing wrong with that. If people want to play that way. But I find it a ton more fun because that, that that you know, just heightens. It's like, I can't lose this truck. And if you lose it, you're like, okay, which truck am I going to use to dig this thing out of here?
0: It's so funny you mentioned that because there was a mission um, where I had to deliver something to that farm mm-hmm. that had like, the fucking huge mud pit out front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got the trailer stuck in the mud. And I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll come back to it. Well, you can't recover that. So I was like, well, I've got it. Like, I finally got a nice, you know, flatbed here that has a little bit more power behind it. I'm like, i got to find, i got to see if I can pull this bastard out. And, and no, what it was is I got that pickup truck for that one mission. Mm hmm. To rescue the scientists on the, the mountaintop, which I did, which was nuts. I don't know what the hell they were <laughs> doing up there. In <laughs> well, what are you doing up here? Like, like top of this mountain. Like, you guys are morons. And uh, so, yeah, drove drove out with the truck and I finally managed to pull this thing out. And I don't know if it's a mechanic or I just don't understand how cars work, right? But if you actually hitch something to you, I found you actually have better pull if you just winch it. Like, you can you can like hook up a trailer to your truck. Like you can actually say like oh, back yeah yeah to it, and you can, can winch up. anything yeah. But what I find is if you winch it, you just winch from the front to where you have like the wire attached. Man, I could tear through town on that son of a bitch when I have like a trailer or something winched. I had the pickup truck going with a gas tanker behind me, and I'm like,
2: oh, it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a it's an interesting game, man. It's it's one of those uh. It's a nice game that Chillax do, no doubt.
1: And in, I think it's already gotten its first update, so it's got a an, an additional map to the Russian map. I haven't gotten into Russia yet. I've, I've basically done no. parts of Michigan, most of Michigan. I think I'm about I don't know 70 percent done now. And then there's yeah. Alaska, where you get a lot of good uh, mud traction vehicles. So um, having fun in Alaska. Oh yeah, it's it, it's so funny. like you, you gotta watch out for the like the black ice and like spinning out
0: on the road. It's like Whoa! I just want one of them goddamn monster truck Jeeps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you get, like, uh, when you get to Alaska, you get this Jeep that pretty much has monster truck tires. And, uh, my buddy Stogner, he's probably listening. He grew up in Alaska. Yo, is this real to life? He's like, Fuck yeah, it's real to life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, uh, I got to play that one some more just when I want to drive and, and chill out.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: It's just great. It's it's a weird sleeper game that I never saw coming.
1: Yeah, normally I'm not really into more or less driving games. I've I've done my occasional race game, but. Yeah, but it's like, and like, I'm not into like, uh, you know, truck simulator, either American or Euro, and it's like, you know, that's just not or bus simulator, whatever, you know, all that, that series of just driving simulators like no, it's like, I I don't need need to simulate driving a truck. Thank you very much. But, but this one, yeah, this one is just so much fun, because, you know, because it's all quasi physics based. And so it's like, you know, you get get stuck in the mud and you get, you know, you get into these mud pits. And it's like, you know, it can be tricky trying to get through territory. Like, it's just so fun.
0: Yeah, the warning I would give people, and it's where I've actually been frustrated with the game. Uh, at time, um, if you're playing Forza and you think you're going to be banking these trucks around, no, you're not. Uh, if you go over forty miles per hour <laughs> for more than a quarter mile, um, you're doing something wrong. Like you will spend the majority of this game doing fifteen miles an hour, pulling shit out of mud. Well,
1: uh, well uh, no. What I find is, like, yeah, when you get up at those highway speeds, you'll hit that one yeah. lone rock, and bam, oh, there goes yeah. your suspension.
0: It's like, what? Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> Don. Dunsky. But, um, yeah, no, what I what I find to be interesting about that game is, like, the emergent gameplay, as they call it. You just, I find myself, like, I threw on, uh, the cowboy bebop space trucker episode mm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. In, driving driving my truck and i'm like man i haven't done this in a long time with a game where i'm just i'm enjoying it like i'm i'm in the world man you got me i dig it <clears throat> so i was i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised with that so that was a good reco, man that was definitely a good reco. You watching anything good? I see you've been doing your Expanse watch parties. I yes, mean- yeah, uh, yeah, doing the Expanse watch parties, and uh,
1: we're we're gonna finish season two tomorrow, most likely, because uh, I'm usually doing about three episodes a night. And yeah, Expanse—it's like, oh man, it's so good. I can't believe I, I, you know, I went this long without watching it. It's so good.
0: It's amazing. Like it's—I'm almost done with season one, and I'm just like. This is the best sci-fi. I can't believe, A, that I got cancelled off TV. B, thank God Amazon picked it up. And C, like, it's the best thing out there. If you want sci-fi, you want good sci-fi, this is it. This is the fucking show, dude. No doubt. But, uh, alright, well, I guess on my front, I have been playing a couple things this week. Um... I've really been on a, and it's funny, I guess it's that kind of week, but I've been on a Warhammer kit pretty hardcore. And um, I don't understand why this is kind of like a famous week, but it's called Skulls for the Skull Throne. Hmm. And many, like, Epic Game Stores, Steam, uh, a lot of game storefronts are doing big Warhammer sales, so it must be like a, a certain week in the franchise's history or something, but like I picked up, like, Seven different Warhammer PC games for like I don't know twenty bucks, and I enjoy the hell out of the Warhammer franchise lately. I've really gotten into it. I haven't I've talked about it a little bit. Like I played uh, Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr when it came out um, on Xbox, and then I bought it on PC so I could put it in here. And um, it it actually got me into the whole lore of the Warhammer universe. I was watching youtube channel i can't remember the guy's name and i will i will remember it for the next uh cast give him a shout or put it in the show notes he does a wonderful deep dive into all the lore and it's like it is incredible stuff really interesting and uh so anyway i've been on that kick and i started playing uh, warhammer 2 total war again i've had it for a while i play it off and on but this is the fantasy Total War with all the Warhammer units and stuff. And Have you picked this one up yet, Nick? The Warhammer? No. Warhammer 2? No. Total war, Not
1: yet. Not yet. I, I've seen it, and it looks great. I just never got around to getting it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It is so much fun. Um, I, I, I know you're a, a Total War fan, uh, like myself, and I, it's... I think it's the best Total War has ever been. Like I've I've been enjoying the Three Kingdoms one. It's kind of fun because they do the historical mixed with a little bit of like mythology. You can kind of play two different modes in the Three Kingdoms game. You can do like pure historical or you can do romance mode where it's like romance of the three kingdoms and Lubu and Cao Cao are all like one man armies and all that shit. But um I really feel like Creative Assembly is, is hitting a good stride. Uh, now that they've kind of enabled some of the potential for the fantasy elements. And that, that actually reminds me, did you see uh, the next one that's coming?
1: No, what is it? Roy. Really? Oh! Kind of return to Rome, huh?
0: Yeah, that, that period. I think they're going more towards ancient Greece, and I think oh, okay. from what I understand, they're going to probably take a similar approach, where it's like, you can go the pure historical route and play the game that way, or you can have, like, the mythology. Uh, baked into it, too. Um, looks good. Looks good of what I've seen so far. But yeah, nice. so I've been playing a, a ton of Warhammer 2 Total War. I'm trying to do a campaign right now as uh, the Empire, as Carl Franz or Franz. Mm. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. I like the little uh, story scenarios that it gives you that not only push you to expand or understand your units but it it actually makes you like kind of have a story like there's a story with all of these and then like at this point if you get all the dlc there's like 10 different factions and like 25 different lords you play as and it's just really really fun i mean there's all kinds of factions you'd have a blast with this one nice yeah there's like the empire which is your you know germanic knights kind of thing. Then you have the Britonians who are your, you know, uh, they're literally built out of Arthurian legend. Like Guinevere is one of the units Um or not. No lady of the lake, the lady of the lake. And, um and then there's like, I can't think of his name, but he's basically an undead Pharaoh that like seeks to master these black pyramids. And he can raise like mummies right out of the ground to fight during battle and stuff. It's, it's wild, dude. You've really got to give that game a shot. Because I think you'd enjoy the hell out of it. Um, but yeah, that's to- uh, Warhammer 2 Total War. I am still working my way through Persona 5 Royale. Or Royal. i say not Royale. Persona 5 Royal, which I still am pretty much on the wagon of it's the best RPG I've played in at least a decade. Um, I've got 60 hours into it at this point. I'm probably about halfway through. The story's awesome. The persona collecting somebody said it today, and it's the perfect analogy, it's Pokemon for grown-ups. Like <laughs> it's, a, it's a grown-up story. It's a messed- up story, but like, it's really interesting, and it's really original, and just uh, I'm hooked. Like I play, it and I'm like, I gotta play one more day. One more day. Like you, you, it goes in, you know, days you you're a school student, and it's like I'm gonna. All right, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. The day's up. No, nope, I got to play one more day. <laughs> you know, you're up way too late. Um, <clears throat> I've been playing that. Actually, I've been having a lot of fun with my kids this week. Um, we've been playing Minecraft Dungeon. Um, you heard about that one, Nick?
1: Uh, yeah. So th- th- I think we saw this at E3 we did and and this is like the like at first we thought i was like was this some new diablo thing and we we're like oh it's minecraft oh mm-hmm.
0: and uh it's pretty much that it's uh it's minecraft diablo it's a more chill action rpg mm-hmm. um it's a great one that i can play with my kids they love playing it very good um <laughs> no but they're they're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I am too. It's one of those like I've caught myself just playing it on my own after they go to bed to try and get better gear or check out one of the different areas. Uh, it's a little bit more linear uh, than I think some of the recent action RPGs, which I'm fine with. I mean, it's a a good set path from beginning to end, um, and we're really enjoying it. Like I was, I was saying to somebody the other day, like I figured it would be fun, but I didn't think it would be this fun. Like, it's just it's a solid game. The mechanics are solid. The different builds you can make, you know, just with different kinds of equipment are really solid. And, uh, and it's great to play with your kids. My kids are having so much fun with this. And like, you know, they're younger. Like my oldest is in kindergarten and her and her younger sister are, are just having so much fun playing it together and playing it with me. And it's really nice, uh, a nice, you know, bit to share that with them. I'm digging that they dig it so much. But yeah, I mean, if you have uh, Game Pass, Nick, either PC or Xbox doesn't matter. Um, you can that's play there. Uh, Excellent. So is Red Dead Two. Sorry, you spent money on that. Yeah,
1: I, I don't <laughs> mind spending money on that. <laughs> that. That's a hell of a fun game.
0: All right, how far are you in the story of that? By the way,
1: uh, th- I think I'm in like the second town. I, I got tracked into more like the multiplayer, like you know, getting into that aspect a little more because yeah, it's Red a Red little Rock? more in depth than what Red Dead One was. So.
0: Oh, it's a hundred times more. It's more along the lines of GTA 5 online.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, you got like an actual character and there's things you can do, and it's, it's definitely fun. I like their their multiplayer. But, um... Yeah, and so, and then the other thing that I've been playing, um, and this comes from a conversation with Nick, uh, after we had played Predator, <laughs> I think it was last weekend. He was like, oh yeah, Man Eater's out. I'm like, Man Eater's out? and um i wound up picking that up have you played this yet
1: uh i still i still have not picked it up myself uh obviously we we saw it at pax uh and we didn't play it at pax because the line was enormous but just just being able to to, you know see from you know like the the walk lines and whatnot like it looked fantastic it it still looks great
0: it's so much fun it's such stupid fun i was telling the the um one, one of my pals in one of the channels, I'm like, it's a, a Sharkin's Creed jaudice Uh It's got, like, it's got a lot of those elements to it, uh, like, objectives, and evolving, and, and just abilities. It's like RPG mixed in, and, like, sneaking up, and attacking alligators. Uh, oh, man, it's just ridiculous fun. Like, if you ever wanted to play as the baby shark that wants to get revenge, <laughs> there you go um it's what i love is the delivery of the game like basically it's told from the perspective of a reality tv show and it's like following you the the baby shark because you know in the first 5 minutes of the game you're playing as like mama shark and she's fully involved and you're kicking ass and like you're tearing apart this beach and then the <laughs> guy I forget his name uh like scummy willie or something like that he's like the main character on the reality show that's a shark hunter and he's like quinn but more of a pervert Or <coughs> er, quint and uh and like he basically catches you as the big shark and he like guts you and then he pulls out a baby shark he's like oh look it's like she's having a little one and he like cuts you with his knife and he's like, That's so I can identify it later. And oh. he just throws, he throws you in the river. And now it's your turn for revenge. And like it's all about growing up and going after him. It's like the count of Sharky Christo. <laughs> uh, it's it's fun. It's really good fun. And uh it's it's another one of those. I think it's maybe forty bucks. Like it's not Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, it's not much, and I think I had a ten dollar discount in Epic anyway, so I got it for. Oh no, I got it on CD keys for like twenty nine bucks. So yeah, just ManEater is the shit. Uh, go check it out; it's a lot of fun. Um, that kind of takes us right into release highlights. Uh, we've already talked about ManEater, Minecraft Dungeon. Uh, another thing that came out this week, I wound up grabbing this too because I'm kind of a sucker for this. This is like my, I just want to go blow shit up and be stupid. (laughs) Um, For the Saints Row, the third uh, remastered hit this week. And I haven't played it since, you know, 2010 when the original came out. Uh, The remaster is very well done. I think these remasters kind of like age your nostalgia memory where it's like you always remember these games looking way better than they did. And um, when you play a remaster, yep, this is how I kind of remember it. Like, and it's like, no, I probably looked like shit. <clears throat> but um, it's it's such it's like GTA, but like over the top Schwarzenegger movie craziness action, and you play as pretty much the bad guys. Um, it's ridiculous. That could never happen. Like the the intro mission, you're basically like ambushed on this plane or thrown onto a plane and you go to escape and it's like you jump out the cargo bay and now you're plummeting through the air and you're shooting your guns up at people that are coming down trying to kill you and then catch your friend who fell before you but you grabbed a parachute on the way out so you got the parachute and you pull it and then all of a sudden you look and it looks like the plane and she's like my character i I created as a, a a woman She's like, yeah, I think that plane is going to try and hit us, so I'm sorry what I'm about to do. Hold on, I'll be right back. And you cut the parachute and basically dive through the plane window and start shooting everybody and everything. <laughs> and then you jump out the back, catch your friend, Oh, and you grab another parachute on your way out. <laughs> it's just insanity. It's one of those, if you want to play a game and just laugh, uh, and how absurd it gets it's that kind of game and they 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 know it and they play it up and the production values are great and it's just one of those like it's just over the top hilariousness and uh that will bring us to news now boop, i boop, talk boop, enough talked enough nick take us a-
1: uh so the steam summer sale has been leaked i think at this point uh thanks. To have started well, or will start rather on June 25th through July 9th, so prepare your wallets.
0: Oh, my wallet will be prepared. I got a whole month at least. Now we know when it's going to hit.
1: Yeah, we you know when. Yeah, now, I don't think there's been any reveals on what will be discounted, but you know, I expect you know kind of the usual smattering. So, but yeah, you, know, you can at least prepare yourself yeah. end of June. Prepare for the Steam sales, the summer Steam sales.
0: I was so afraid it was going to be next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I don't know, the, the, it always moves around. It's never uh, yeah. a defined a- a date or anything like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it's great. Like Now, Steam, I think, did this on purpose, uh, because I think everybody's biggest complaint was, oh, you know, you hit us with this, and I can only impulse buy a few things, and they're like, yeah, now we're going to let you save. Now you are got to impulse buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> right
1: oh
2: man make a discount
0: i am uh i'm excited to see uh what they what they come out with it's been an interesting year for gaming so we'll see uh very much oh, so yeah take this next one man. holy
1: shit! oh yeah so uh exactly when it came out like i, I think uh, two weeks now ago um That's, yeah but but the uh, and everyone's talking about it. Uh, the but the Unreal PS5 tech demo uh, that they de- uh, demoed uh, apparently it is playable uh, but not available. So it's not <laughs> it, they, they you know which is weird because you know it starts you know it's like oh it's playable can that I mean, means we can download this thing right it's like nope uh, it, and maybe it'll be available uh, available when the PS5 comes out which I, I think is still slated for end of the year. I think the holidays, I think, yeah, our uh, holidays.
0: Th- yeah, yeah. holidays end of year. And I think they are, uh, pressing extra hard to hit the date. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Supposedly, supposedly they're going to still make it despite COVID and all that. Uh, but again, we'll see, like, you know, it's always a dynamic situation with everything going on. Uh, so, uh, but the demo itself looked fantastic. I mean, it's not, you know, in one sense, it's not anything, Super new, like a lot of stuff on PC has looked this good. Uh, But this is yeah, kind of like, I, I think, the first foray for a console to make the year. Now, granted, it's the PS5. It's the next generation, which, you know, that's to be expected. But again, it looked great. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of good visuals to it. Uh Again, it'll be interesting to see what is actually playable. Uh, not, not just the demo, just like what will utilize this technology. And this is one thing I kind of picked up. Because uh, I think there were, like, several, I want to say several tech things, but this, was, this one really stood out because it was an actual demonstration. Yeah. Because um, it, it's great to, like, oh, it's got this many you know, megapixels and this many yeah. triangles. And it's like. That,
0: at this point, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's, it's like, like. We've crossed that boundary to where we're going to, we're hitting that point now, at least on PC with high details. You can't. It's hard to tell a difference
1: yeah it's like it, it, we're, we're getting to a really awesome point in terms of graphics, but at the same time it's like okay, now show us a good game that then uses this I mean like you know try you know, like it 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 was weird because like I, I couldn't tell if it was for the industry or for the consumer and it felt like it was a little both
0: yeah and, it was hard
1: to say. and I'm sure like you know the tech people are like oh yeah, yeah this is great but then again like they may be like oh yeah we already know about this this is you know this isn't new to us like we've been we've been working in you know this level of unreal or whatever uh, i'm not i'm not a programmer by any means so it's like you know it's, it's, it's you know it's all greek to me but you know
0: that's that pretty goddamn crisp compared to a lot of the things lately
1: yeah um but ultimately it's like like okay let, let's let's see uh, I say gameplay in the sense of like, let's see an actual game. Like, a demo's great, yeah. nothing wrong with a demo.
0: Oh, I can l- do sexy things in a demo, but yeah, I want to yeah. see a game,
1: and that's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, having watched E3 for so long, is like, de- yeah. you know, quote unquote, demos and saying it's playable is great and all, and and you know, maybe it is, I'm not saying they're lying, but you know. Have you ever
0: st- heard the have you ever heard the term mallinude? <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. It's like they can they can talk all they want cuz all ultimately in the end it's about okay, what can game studios make from this and what is a game studio actually, you know, where is that game that they're using this technology and it's going to be an actual game yeah. and it's going to look this good at, you know, game launch and not just, you know, a uh, souped up uh your know, cutscene essentially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see it. I mean I, I think we are in for a treat with this next console generation. Um I do like that uh Xbox is just doubling down on their business model with the backwards compatibility. Um it sounds like they are really gonna push the envelope there, and even some older Xbox One games are gonna be uh, playable. Who the fuck channel is being yappy, and who the hell do I have to mute? Is that
1: mine or yours?
0: <laughs> it's like, it's I thought my mine was shut
1: off. I was like, man. It's like, ding, 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 now, ding,
0: ding. these dopes. I love you guys, but I'm muting. Sorry. Uh, mute. Yeah, I'm on, like, the veteran gamers and the future monkeys. I love you all, but usually chatter, chatty tonight, so I should have done this beforehand I forgot beautiful and I uh um let me see here but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool for for a tech demo you know it's again, I think you and I come from a different world where you know we're we're on pc so we always kind of see that whole thing of what's coming around the corner but uh, to their credit, even this had me like, God damn, that—that that is nice. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Speaking of demos, oh my God, I see you saw the same thing I did. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now this is an example. Of like, yes, this is what I want to see.
0: <laughs> well, this is uh, this is going to be on PS4
1: yeah yeah i think it's launching a ps4 and wouldn't surprise me obviously if it's you know it works yeah, on ps5 the as well
0: thing like they did with ac4 where it's yeah like, yeah yeah like, and then six months later you get the the beefed up xbox one version but i'll be getting it on both <laughs> because holy hell what was your take on that oh
1: it it looked fantastic i i, I love the a minimalistic design of the UI that they had, where you know there there wasn't any waypoints. It was simply, you know, uh, you know, as, as strange as, as it sounds to say it, like follow the wind. It's like you know, you look at <laughs> the wind, and and the wind points you in the direction that you're supposed to go. It's like that is oh, super geez, clever. Is it's like yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's like because it's like you know, waypoints are kind of a, a very common thing within games. I mean, you know, you think like Skyrim and. Mm-hmm. and you know you, you know you, you name a game it's got a waypoint and it's never really felt jarring in terms of like you know like a fantasy setting you know I'll, I'll, again i'll use i'll refer to skyrim because it's, it's an easy one to go with uh or even like you know something like red dead redemption where it's like you'll have a compass setting it's like go this direction and it's you know the, the bright shiny thing you know glowing in this in the forest is where you need to go it's like you know you i'm find
0: not yourself looking at that shiny thing more than yeah. you
1: do yeah, absolutely and and like they they kind of you know took that cue of like okay you come up to this hillside it's like if you see fires it's like okay that's a major thing you can head towards and yeah. or the other there's the wind that i guess it, it seemed like there were layers of like direction to send you in and yep. so it, it, i thought it was fantastic because like the fires seemed like the the high level stuff the wind was kind of like your moderate and then if like something local it was like oh you'd have like this this fox spirit or you know, spirit of the forest or something would come out and like, you know, kind of like, oh, you know, follow me, and you know, you can choose to follow it or you can choose to do something else. So like, you, you know, it's never required, but it's like that is super clever because it's yeah, it's so very it, unobtrusive and felt very natural to to the story they were trying to tell as well. And it's like nah, that is clever.
0: Yeah, it looks fantastic. I'll uh, be pre-ordering that very soon. <laughs> <laughs> i also i also finally just bit the bullet i knew i was gonna sometime uh as soon as i found out everything was cool i went and pre-ordered uh cyberpunk fucking ultimate edition I don't oh yeah it. yeah that's
1: coming out in sub- uh, i think it's still slated for september
0: september yeah so i'm getting like the ultimate edition of that just because i know i'm going to enjoy the hell out of it um, but yeah, Ghost of Shish- Tsushima looks amazing. I can't wait to play it. Um, yeah, the next one, God, dude, Tony Hawk Skater Pro, Pro, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remasters, and like, I have the old ones in a, in a playable fashion. I'll say that. I probably put maybe close to a hundred hours. I loved them when I was a kid. They don't look as great now. Um, that's for sure. So seeing what they're doing with the remaster is really, really exciting. Because I do still, I, like many other people, I think that grew up playing these,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 are probably the quintessential skateboarding. Like, some of the best. And friends I know that are, you know, well, now we're old. So <laughs> former, former skaters. I know quite a few, and that was always like their go-to game. Oh man, this is it! Like, you know, you kind of get a feel for the get the rush with with Pro Skater One Two. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad I'm glad to see Birdman coming back with a good series, especially after the flop that was the uh, that horrible one with the fucking skateboard peripheral. Which got, oh yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah
0: if they'd have done that right it would have been fucking sweet but it sucked like it was horrible it had horrible like horrible on the pickup it was it was bad you can read reviews on that left and right to see how bad it was so it's good to see them coming back with a remaster and doing it right can't wait uh but yeah next one baby this one's you i'm excited
1: Oh yes! So, uh the now uh, this is old news for anyone who's been watching it, but uh the Mandalorian season three is now confirmed for pre-production, which is awesome. Um, it's like, season
0: two's not even out yet,
1: right? Uh, season two's not out; it's in post-production. I I, th- I want to say they they wrapped filming at this point, and now it's just full post-production. You know, getting all the fancy graphics and all that uh, done. That's
0: really rare.
1: Yeah, well well I I think the thing is like we're probably only talking like again 10 episodes. So it's not it's not a crazy full like you know 15 20 episode type season.
0: a Throne for 10 episodes and it was one of those sure. like you know in the first season or two it was like oh yeah, it's been renewed for a season 2. And then I think it was the opener of season 2 where it's like all right, it's been slated for four more seasons. But it was one of those like I think they were waiting to take the temperature, but it just goes to show you how fucking awesome The Mandalorian is and how well it did to where we haven't even seen season two yet. And you know, season three is on the way. It's that's yes.
1: rare. Oh, yeah. It, 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 that's fantastic. And again, you know, still the same crew, more or less. You, you got like Dave Filoni and, and, um, oh, uh, what's his, what's his name? I can't Pedro. Uh, Yeah. Pe- well, yeah. Pedro Pascal is still the Mandalorian. Um, but I was thinking director wise, uh, because it's Filoni uh, and, and oh, I did Iron Man, directed Iron Man. Uh, I, yeah, uh I name, name slipping it. me right now, <laughs> but you all know who he is, call me out on it. Um, but yeah, so like it's still, it's still like the same, you know, team behind it, which I think is the most important part because I've been actually going through, I, I think I forgot to mention this, that I'm actually going through Star Wars Rebels right now. Yeah, um no, on no, on no, Disney no. Plus. Oh, it's fantastic! It is, it is so classic Star Wars, like it. Oh, like I gotta watch this. Oh, it's so good! I, I like. I need to go also go back and watch the Clone Wars because I know the most or the last season just came out and that's looking fantastic. But I you know, uh, but again, like it, it's. I feel it's great storytelling. Again, it's designed for kids. I yeah, you know, I make no qualms about that. But I there there's heart to it. And yeah. you know, like you can tell that you know, not only have they done their homework, but they they've they've they're committed to having that that good story behind it. And I feel that definitely has carried over into what the Mandalorian was, and or season one at least. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't know from what I you know, I've seen a little bit of the Clone Wars, but I need to like you know watch it all in order to kind of kind of binge it or whatever. Uh, but the same thing there where, you know, Filoni is just, you know, he 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 gets the Star Wars story and how how yeah. to tell a good story. And uh, I was reading up it and it's totally true that I think they've succeeded with the Mandalorian in terms of live action. But I think even it carries yeah. over into what he's done with, uh, you know, the cartoons in terms of uh, rebels and and clone wars where um He's not wor- I say he's not working with much in terms of like he's not focused on the spectacle. He's focused on the story. Yeah, 100%. Like 100%.
0: I think that's like,
1: what I love. There, there is a little bit of spectacle, don't don't get me wrong, but it's kind of back to how George Lucas originally did the original Star Wars. It was
0: just yeah. like he didn't have that much so he couldn't have spectacle even though there he, was. It's like it, it's like PJ with the original Lord of the Rings versus the Hobbit. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. It's great. Yeah. Because, yeah, The Hobbit was, was very much like, oh, the spectacle of everything. And, you know, there was a story, right. but, you know, it ended up being like the super spectacle. Where was like, the first time through, it was like, it, it was about telling the story. And the spectacle certainly was there. And it certainly it's, added to
0: but it. Order, I challenge you to watch Fellowship of the Rain, which is approaching 20 years old.
1: Is it really? Oh,
0: my God. So let's feel old for a second. <laughs> feel old. I know you and I saw a few of these in theater. Oh, oh yeah,
1: it's all mall man.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, um, watch The Hobbit. I would say the first movie is already starting to kind of tear apart at the seams because of so much special effect. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, it's what I loved about The Mandalorian. You could tell like they went back to using more miniatures and stuff like that to where it really added to a, a level of realism
1: yeah um, yeah again is it was, it was that i, I see that classic feel but it's like because they're yeah. constrained to to the small screen it's like again they had they had to focus on story and so whatever they could do to get the spectacle ends up being like you know doing the miniatures doing like you know i need to also watch behind the scenes thing i, I know part of it from oh YouTube i gotta videos. watch
0: that i haven't done it yet
1: but you know, seeing like articles on like the tech they used, and one of them was like this this 360 uh uh projection screen, which isn't something necessarily new in Hollywood. No, you know, new it, it, it goes back to like you know the early days, like you know, 40s, 50s, even earlier than that. Yeah, I think.
0: I mean, they did that with John Wayne.
1: Yeah, but this it, this is kind of a new technology because it's an LED screen that gives them the 360 viewpoint and so like oh, these so. these far off, you know uh, there's like uh, the one scene where they're on those um like two-legged you know i don't know yep. what you what you call them um right yeah yeah, right right uh <laughs> and kind of doing that thing like the scene behind them wasn't necessarily digitally put in that was the set and they had this projection you know led projection screen essentially behind yeah. them providing that not only the light but the view and the actors could see that and kind of like you know
0: and and feed off that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like that is super clever. It's like, you know, I thought it, I thought it was digital and then and, and I you know, read up on it. it's like, wow, that looks so good.
0: Yeah, and to me that's that's where that's what'll make this hold up. Like movies that are filmed in front of pure blue screens um you can kind of tell because the actors aren't 100% there. Like I just watched one that you and I went and saw in theaters. Uh, we very much enjoyed it i still enjoyed seeing it again but you could see again where the hobbit's gonna fall apart in three years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with sky captain and the world of tomorrow uh you remember- oh yeah
1: yes yeah that was yeah that was a perfect example where it i mean it was like a uh a you know a strip mall business size studio yeah and they did was- everything in there and and yeah, like, yeah amazing org I, like and you, you don't really see that you don't see that make theaters anymore like at best like you'll see that make like a netflix or an amazon or something like that That was um,
0: so fun to see on the big screen I oh but point. oh yeah d- know oh yeah
1: me. yeah but i'm just saying like you wouldn't see that in theaters anymore like, I, don't, I don't feel like that would ever be a thing unless it was like you know again like a specialized screening of something or
0: like, i think the only thing that put that in theaters was the actor uh, doing
1: oh show. for sure yeah the presence of um uh Jude Jude Law and, and gwyneth, gwyneth paltrow Pal- yep and yeah. uh, i think there's one or two others but uh but yeah that, that was probably the only reason it kind of made it to the big screen and but yeah that's the thing like i don't i don't think we would ever see that kind of movie again like no. you, you like uh, unfortunately you know, not in this day
0: and age, i don't think so
1: yeah not in this day and age and, and you know certainly it'll be very interesting to see what comes about of movies in general style yeah after after you know things reopen um because uh, i think i forgot to put this on here uh but uh, uh christopher nolan's tenant uh i don't know if you saw the trailer for that yet I did. looks oh, great. looks fantastic! You know, I'm, I'm loving Christopher Nolan stuff as of recent, like you know, Interstellar, um, yeah. uh, Dunkirk, you know, just like really, oh, really cinematic. Done. And he's another one where he, he 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 has a big sticking point of not doing digital effects, like trying to be as practical as he can. Yep. In in his movie work, and again, it just adds that 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 storytelling mechanic. But uh, but uh, so getting back to Tenet, the thing is. Uh, I think it's like up in the air right now because a lot of movies are bailing like it's almost like a fire sale happening in Hollywood right now where they're kind of you know and not necessarily a bad thing but at the same time it's like it'll be interesting to see the future where many movies are now being released digitally now at their at their debut point so. Um, I know there's there, basically this is kind of, you know, we're kind of in, you're coming out of the season of like, you know, the smaller movies, like the horror film. I, I think there was like the invisible man was one. I want
0: to do it now, but the theater, like the, the publishing companies, there's like a little rebellion going on right now. I'm oh, sure yeah. you, you know this, but like, uh who was it that was like, oh, we're going to release, uh, I think it was Sony it was like, oh, we're going to release our next, uh, few major motion studio pictures digitally. so yeah. people can stay home and see them. And then Lowe's and AMC were like, "We'll never play one of we'll your. Ne- movies we'll never play it." It's like
1: that's kind of shooting yourselves in the foot. I feel. I mean, maybe they'll they'll come about at some point, but it's like I don't think they can necessarily afford to do that. I mean, the next movie I'm really looking forward to is going to come out digitally. Uh, is going to be Greyhound, the Tom Hanks uh, World yeah. War II destroyer movie. That will be exactly. released via Apple. Um, so they've signed up with Apple with that one. Um, so can
0: you see how much like trolls world tour made
1: uh no i missed that did it make yeah. really good
0: yeah it killed because everybody was home my kids wanted to see it and we watched it a lot of a lot of people watched that more than i think anybody would have like if that was just in theaters i would have said to my kids i ah, will wait till it you know comes out on video but here's the point sure. if i want to take my wife and kids of which i have three uh, not wives. Kids. I have one wife. Um, <laughs> All the wives. <laughs> I am Bill Pex. But if, if I want to take them to the theater to see a movie and get a bucket of popcorn and a soda, we might have to get two to share it between everybody. You're looking at 100 bucks.
1: Yeah, I, I believe. It. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, I was about to say like that's about a hundred dollars more or less. You know, like maybe if you get a matinee, you can get it down to like seventy five ish. But yeah, that yeah, that, maybe that's maybe. like that's a hell of an investment to take a family out to the movies these days.
0: It's Where,
1: as opposed to like what like fifteen, so maybe twenty world, or something.
0: World, world War came out. It was twenty dollars. Yeah, on demand. We had it for two days. We had it for forty eight hours from the second we started watching it. You could watch it for 48 hours. My kids watched it two or three times, had a blast. And it's been out for a while. They haven't asked about it yet, so I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those. I would do that a thousand times over before I went to a theater again. And I'll tell you why. Not so much the COVID thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, re- remove COVID from the equation. Like you know, pretend yeah, it's, it it's pre-COVID. Yeah,
0: but I have a good a good home theater system set up. Like I got a nice TV. I'm going to get a bigger one soon because this one is kind of small, but it's good enough for us to sit on a couch, be comfortable, to make our own snacks, make our own like special drinks for everybody, and see a movie for twenty fucking dollars versus a hundred. And that is why AMC and Lowe's are shitting their pants. And they fucking should be. Yeah, uh, I think if, if Sony, all of them need to have the balls and just look at them and say, all right, fine, fuck you. Good luck on the Super 8 front. Uh, and see how that goes. But yeah, all right. I want to just breeze through the next two items. because Yeah, yeah, it's getting late. The last, <laughs> oh, that and the last one is, is so important. Uh, GTA Five free on the Epic Store. Uh, they broke themselves when they announced it. it was in <laughs> yeah, they are releasing stuff left and right, and it's good stuff. Uh, currently, if you don't have this, Nick, they released the Borderlands Handsome Collection.
1: Oh, yep. I, I actually I actually got it because I went to when I went to PAX, not this year but last year. They uh, they had that big announcement for Borderlands Three, and they're giving out free uh That's collection right. stuff. But but yeah, yeah. To your point, uh, if you have the Epic Store and don't Do care have- about the Epic sure. Store. Pick it up for free.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic collection game. You will have a blast. Yeah, they've been
1: in. Uh, yeah, like you said, GTA Five was before. I don't know if you can still get it for free. Um, I know Civ Six uh, was another one that you get Civ for free.
0: There. I think GTA Five is gone. I think Civ Six is still there. That's uh, another great. It's a base game, but it's a great Civilization game. Oh
2: uh, yeah, cool.
0: yeah. Played with uh, Josh uh, from the save Point. Uh, played the other night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I have to do that again. Uh, very soon, brother. Um, Absolutely. uh, And I will say, uh, I'll preface, this is our last news item. Uh, I don't want to take away uh, from what is going on out there right now as far as the protests and and everything going on. I just don't want to get too political on here, and that is a political minefield. Um, I
1: I mean, I I will say, you know, it's like, please, you know, if if you feel you have to protest, protest peacefully.
0: careful be safe and and i'll just leave it at that like uh, yeah i don't want to navigate that minefield but like i said i just please protesting be protesting is is good but be careful be safe and be respectful of the people around you and that's it um but probably the most important thing probably one of the greatest things i've seen in my lifetime outside of the birth of my own children and i'm not even saying this to be an idiot but like the past 24 hours well we'll give it 36 um have been absolutely incredible uh i'm sure everybody's heard about it by now but spacex has successfully launched a space shuttle from u.s soil for the first time in almost 10 years And as of 7.15 this morning, it successfully docked at the International Space Station. Uh, This was a 100% private entity with NASA astronauts, mind you. But this was such a moment in history. Um, The technology involved, so that there were cameras on the shuttle, cameras on the the main stage rockets, uh, cameras outside the space station, uh, cameras inside the cockpit. Like you really got to watch a space shuttle launch in a way that I don't think has ever been done before, and uh i I can probably speak for you, Nick, but I won't uh, <laughs> I will say that I was glued to my YouTube channel from thirty minutes before the shuttle launch until about two o'clock in the morning today. I went and got some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, I, yeah. I wanted to see them dock, but I couldn't get enough of it yesterday. Oh, yeah! Nineteen hours of the mission—they followed yeah. the whole thing.
1: Absolutely fantastic! Yeah, like I, I think I started watching. Uh, I want to say, well, I say watching because I, I turned it on maybe like an hour ahead of time, and yeah. like they—they were, they were kind of still saying like, "Oh, the weather is going to be 50-50 right now." I was like, "Oh, come on, come on!" Because they've already, they have already delayed, you know, earlier in the week.
0: Yeah, they delayed earlier in the week.
1: Uh, and you know, you know, weather's a fickle thing. And, and you know, uh, you know, certainly there's Don't been be
0: talking Florida. Find a new place to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Um. But it was like, you know, it like got down to 15 minutes. Like they're loading the fuel. And like this is it. There's no turning back now. They gotta there's go. No it's like yeah. this is it. And yeah, it just it, it got butterflies in in, in my chest. It like, yeah, it's like something I haven't felt in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love watching that stuff. Like you know, th- there's a few key moments that that certainly stand out to me. Ah, uh, John Glenn returning to space. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think it was in ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Uh, that time frame. I remember watching it from yeah. uh, one of my homerooms uh, in high school. And uh, you know, certainly the more tragic of the, uh, I think it was the Discovery, uh, the uh, Columbia. or Columbia. Excuse me, yeah, the Columbia accident. That was um, hard. and and then obviously the last you know uh, spaceship launch uh, nine years ago. This is uh, in the U.S. So obviously. You know international Space Station operations continued, uh, thankfully, uh, with you know via the Soyuz, uh which is good that there's still cooperation yeah, Garriott, at, on some like level.
0: The Soyuz, our, 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 my my celebrity developer, Richard Garriott?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and super I mean, awesome well, if you ever watch that documentary. I think we've talked about it here before.
0: many times, yeah, yeah, man on a mission. Uh, he went through this the Russian space program. Uh, and I agree with him. Anyone that's he is an astronaut. He's not a private citizen. Like, he he fucking went through the training. That is an astronaut. But yeah. yes, that, is, that aside, like, we haven't launched a shuttle here.
1: Yeah, it's like, it would, you know, no manned space flight in nine years. And just seeing seeing that now, obviously, they're still up there. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to look for a schedule, like, uh, when they're... Because, like, the next yeah, thing...
2: It's let me know, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, you know, obviously transition is always the most dangerous part so obviously they they got past launch they, you know they they've connected to the iss now um and that that's fantastic the next big hurdle is the return um yeah and you know
0: days from now i think
1: oh is that what it is okay so they're gonna be up there a bit okay cool
0: okay, we, we got. Some, I, if i'm not mistaken i think they are gonna be up there for quite a while gotcha um but yes um there are some momentous things that that really have come out of this though and for those who don't understand or, or haven't read up on it, but SpaceX's ultimate goal is a manned mission to Mars. And um, one of the biggest hurdles that they have been trying to cross, and they finally did it in a mission environment, is landing the main stage uh, engines, you know, the first thing that, that lifts you off into space because for two reasons one uh the amount of money to build one of those and to fuel one of those et cetera, et cetera, is very expensive and in our previous space programs we would just ditch those up in the air and they would fall into the ocean or fall in someone's backyard and um and just they're they're done they're never used again and the what makes this so special is it had guided systems on it and rockets to to, engines to guide it. And it landed on a drone carrier, a little drone boat directly on target uh, after being jettisoned in Earth orbit. Like, it was in space. Pretty much. I mean, just about. And they nailed it. They fucking landed right on the spot. And the reason that is so momentous is that it shows we're about halfway there, which is we need to be able to launch a spacecraft and then land a launchable spacecraft so that it's something they can reuse. If they go to Mars, they you know they're not gonna be able to sit around and wait for some craft to be dropped from orbit. Like they have to be able to uh, use that same craft again, and, and that is what made this so momentous. We are we've proved that we can do it. We can have that precision. We can have that technology that'll allow us to do that. And um, that was incredible to see. Like I started like welling up when I saw that dude. I'm not even going to lie. I'm like holy shit. We we're, we're actually going to do this. Like we're on our way. And I think the best part of yesterday for me was sharing it with my kids. Um my my obviously my youngest Abby was just, you know, I she wanted another cookie. And I love her. <laughs> uh, Mia was kind of into it, but Cage, I was really jazzed. Paige, super into it. She's my oldest. And like, she was jumping up and down when like she saw that they made in the space and like, they made in the space. They're okay. And she was just jumping up and down and clapping. And I went, you know, to go do something in my office. My wife went to, to shut off the, you know, YouTube channel go put something on because my, my younger one Mia was getting kind of bored, wanted to go watch her videos. And Paige was like, no, put that back on. Like she was glued to watching the the news and the the astronauts talking. Like she got so into it, dude.
1: That's awesome.
0: I it just warmed inspiring up. the next generation. That's what I said. I was like, you can do that too, honey. I said you work hard enough, you study hard enough, go be an astronaut and Daddy will be right there on the ground having a fucking heart attack until you come home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, you know, makes me uh, harken back to um, history itself, obviously, and one of my favorite series you and I have talked about many times, From the Earth to the Moon. Oh, it's such a great series. Yeah, and it really brings back a quote from Houston, um, and I, I know I say this with everything else going on right now, but it's one of those, like, it reminds me of 1968 and it's like, they just needed some kind of good news. Yeah. And they got the first picture of earth rise from the moon from, I think it was Apollo eight with uh, Jim Mm. Lovell and uh, the gang there. Yeah. And they sent it back and and they were just like, everybody's watching, you know, uh, congratulations Apollo. You saved 1968. And I really just want to say the same thing to SpaceX. Like, assuming the world doesn't end i really feel like there this has been and may be the high point of this year and yeah. it's like you you save 2020 in the fact that this will be something in history of this year that we can actually look back on and be proud of like and we should be proud of and it just it reinforces to me how important this is like i was saying to my wife like i want this to succeed so bad because we need to shoot for the stars We mm-hmm. need to, to aim that high again and start setting high goals for ourselves as a species. And we haven't done that since the moon race. Like, yes, it was a U.S. versus Russia thing. And it was a Cold War thing. But you know what? It was a collective species thing. We were all working on that same thing. And it might have had different motives. And it might have been, oh, we don't want you no know, Russia to put nuclear missiles on the moon. But they were doing it for the same reason we were, and it was, can we do this? Can we actually... And I want to see that again. And I feel like for the first time in many years, we're starting to ask ourselves that question again. And, yeah, I just... I couldn't get enough of it, dude. Like I said, I watched that shit till 2 in the morning. Oh, yeah. played games and had it on my other monitor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, And I love the fact that, you know... Obviously, like these kind of things have been uh, started to become more mainstream in terms of like the streaming and being able to always watch yeah. like NASA stuff. Like, uh, I used well, to live okay. in Virginia you know, back in you know my high school days, and uh, where you know it was next to Langley, Virginia, which is where one of Nat- NASA's uh, main jet propulsion labs is. Yeah. And they would have a NASA channel, actually, for the local thing. And it was always awesome being able to just turn that on. It may not be the most interesting thing. You know, you know it was like, always like the space shuttle doing stuff. or you know, just think, no, but it, it, was it was just like God. one of those background <laughs> things. It was, it was just cool yeah, to yeah, see. But now it's like you can turn on a streaming thing. And the fact that, you know, you could see the entire process streamed live like that. It's just, it was just I mean, completely I mean, amazing.
0: We were a part of the entire mission. Yeah. Like you had that option. That was amazing. And I just, uh, you know, I know we're running a little over here. I just want to send a big thank you to SpaceX, uh, to the Crew Dragon. Um, That was the highlight of my 2020 so far. It was one of the best things I've seen in my lifetime outside of the birth of my kids. Like, that was just, to be able to be a part of that. Like, I was saying earlier to my wife, you know, there are times in life where you realize where it hits you. I am living a moment in history. Mm -hmm. This is something my kids will hear about in school and be like, well, we were on the couch watching that happen on TV. It was incredible. Uh, So thank you, SpaceX and NASA. You saved 2020. And uh, we will kind of head towards the end here. We don't have any voicemails tonight. Um, uh and yeah um, honestly, I think I'm even too too tired. We might have to save the question of the bye week for next week <laughs> save it for next week or the it's, next episode Such a such a great fucking note to end on <laughs> so uh just shout outs to our our fans everyone listening to us. I really love you all thank you for listening thank you for sharing the show and, and getting the word out uh shout out to the gang at everyday gamers they're kicking it up again. I'm so happy to see that. Uh, Mike and the boys, uh, Eric and Matt, and Bad Fodder Figures, uh, and Jeremy, uh, with his phone-in appearances. He needs to do more of those, at least. (laughs) And uh, shout-out to Mary to the Games, Tap the Craft, uh, all the gang in the podcast community that I I talk to regularly. Uh, Love y'all, and uh, thanks for the shout-outs, the retweets, and everything that you do. And it's fun to be a part of your videos as well. Uh, other than that, you can reach us on Facebook while my dog goes nuts at tiny.cc savepoint. You can email us, uh, theretrorents at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at theretrorents. Uh, I am at RetroRentsAl, Nick is at blackeagleops. Uh, Twitch, RetroRentsAl, Nick, blackeagleops. And that is it for episode 59 tonight. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, if you miss any of the SpaceX stuff, I really recommend you go back and watch it. Even just watching uh, that liftoff of the shuttle and being able to be a part of the cockpit uh, and be a part of that ride, it really was incredible. And uh, yeah, we'll just end it with... Uh, I. My heart goes out to everybody right now. It's yes. obviously, you know, the world is in pain country is in pain and i just want to see more than anything a return to just life being at least good for everybody and that's not even a return that would be a new step i guess yeah right uh, you know just just life everybody getting an equal shot to do good in this world and have a shot to follow their dreams like and you know it might sound corny but to me that's like the ultimate wish so um just my thoughts are with everybody please be safe and please be careful yes and uh other than that once again thank you spacex save 2020 (laughs) nick anything from you
1: no I, i think that's about it for me tonight
0: and then we will call it an end to the show uh once again thank you everybody for listening have fun, uh, play games, and don't be dick. Peace. See ya. Okay.